Community is important to everyone, no matter where you live across the great state of Minnesota. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is an engaged and socially responsible cooperative that values the people, businesses, and relationships that exist in their communities. Affinity Plus works hard to give back in a variety of ways, both through financial advice and products, and also through volunteering, sponsorships, and charitable giving. Members know and trust that as a credit union, a local not-for-profit financial cooperative, Affinity Plus has their best interests at heart. Visit Affinity Plus at the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter and see for yourself how Affinity Plus is different. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today our guests are going to talk public safety. We have Sergeant Neil Dickinson, public information trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol, and Tom Nixon, regional coordinator for Towards Zero Deaths. Gentlemen, welcome back to Community Focus. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. Good to have you here. Neil, uh, let's start with you. Uh, kind of walk us through how, how we doing so far this year. Well, the weather has been... Uh, cooperating as far as crashes go, we haven't seen the the snow amounts here in the last I don't know month uh, month and a half in, in the area, but that doesn't change the number of crashes that we're seeing. Uh, we're seeing an increase in crashes on bridge decks um, mm -hmm. because bridge decks, you think about it, they're elevated. That's going to be the first part of a road to ice up and get slippery when the temperatures are below freezing. Um, and on the roads, too, you know, we do get a little bit of snow and then, I'll, you know, MnDOT's out treating it, and then it gets really cold like we've, like we've had recently. Um, now the next day, usually we're seeing, any, you know, uh, an increase in the slipperiness on the roadways with ice and, and the black ice, you know, that fools drivers. So we're still yeah. seeing a, the number of crashes, even though we haven't seen the snowfall. So just to remind everybody out there, please, just Minnesota roads, it's unpredictable. Um, you know, I'm looking at the forecast here coming up, too. We're going to be above freezing for the first time in, in mm -hmm. a long time. And that creates an issue, too, where the roads during that, that warmer spell are good. And then all of a sudden at night when the temperatures drop again, it becomes icy. And we'll see it in the morning commutes. We'll see an increase in crashes, too. So just treat the roads like they're slippery. And I think mm -hmm. if you have that mindset, you're going to be fine. Slow down, increase your falling distance, wear your mm -hmm. seatbelts, avoid distractions, the things that we always talk about. We're going to see those numbers of crashes drop. Yeah, um, when we have uh, winter weather and warm like this, I know Stu already talked about it, but fog will be an issue in these mornings too. Absolutely, and that always adds to it. And sometimes that fog will freeze on those bridge decks, right? Very, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you know living up here in the, in the Northland, we we see it all. I mean, the the temps change so much, the the fog that comes in. Slow down, and remember those headlights need to come on too. Anytime your visibility is reduced, uh, the fog, um, you know, if you think you need to have them on, just go ahead and manually turn those lights on mm -hmm. so you are seen, especially uh, during the day. Having them taillights on can make a big difference in, in your safety as well because approaching drivers might not see your taillights until it's too late, and yeah. then, we're, we'll, then we'll see the rear end crashes. So turn your headlights on. You, and you, you know what? A lot of people just have them on all the time just mm -hmm. for safety, so that's not a bad uh Bad way of uh, being safe, or uh, that's a good way of being safe, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, what else is going on this time? Well, um, I got some numbers from Department of Public Safety on, and this doesn't surprise me or or uh, Tom Nixon um, from TZD, um, that our non-alcohol-related DWIs have increased over the years. 1990 um, in Minnesota, there was five controlled substance-related DWIs, 1990. 97, 128, 
2007, we've seen 659. And then 2017, just under 2,000, 1,982. So you can see the number of non-alcohol-related DWIs are, are, are increasing. Wow. And I think um, that what happens is I think, you know, most people know that driving under the influence of alcohol is wrong. And I think people are making better choices because we've seen a number, the total number of alcohol-related DWIs drop. But we've seen the non-alcohol-related ones increase. So I think people are, know that alcohol-related DWIs are there. There's alternative routes, you know, that you can take as far as Uber or Lyft. Um, being smart about it, taking a cab or having somebody drive you home um, safely. But I think a lot of people don't understand that when you have a prescription medication, if you're on prescription medication, that that can also cause you to be impaired. Mm -hmm. Remember impaired driving in Minnesota is anything that impairs your ability to drive a vehicle safely. And that's not just alcohol now. We're seeing an increase in the prescription medication, of course, the illegal narcotics that are that people are, are taking as well, and then the combination. So, if you are on oh, a yeah. prescription medication, and maybe you have a glass of wine or a couple drinks or beer, that could really set you, uh, you know, impair your ability to safely drive a car, and you can be arrested for that. Oh. So, you can see the number of, of arrests now that have increased since 1990, and I think officers are better trained today to see this. Yeah, I, bet. Um, I think that. Uh, uh, is 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 uh, one of the factors why you're seeing this and we have uh, drug recognition experts as well across the state of minnesota uh -huh. um and there's more dres is what we call them but i think law enforcement in general is better trained to look for impairment not just from alcohol so mm -hmm. i think those numbers are are you know the increased numbers are from officers being better trained as well right if you feel different you drive different that's mm -hmm. that's the phrase the department of public safety has tried to promote and if you think about that from a, a really honest with yourself perspective mm -hmm. driving is a a, a a thing we take for granted many times um, but you know just like those moments where we're going too fast and we come over the hill and it's icy we really wish we were going slower uh, as we enter that ditch yeah um, uh -huh. We hope that doesn't happen, but that's that's how these things go wrong. Well, the same thing goes for those folks that maybe were a little buzzed or, ah, I think I'm okay. They really wish they were a lot more sober by the time mm -hmm. they meet law enforcement or, worse yet, they get into a crash. Yeah. Yeah. What, what we would, I guess, continue to promote there is just think about that ahead of time. You know, most people are making the right choices. There's a lot more people that are thinking about this the right way today than there ever has been. And culturally, with all of the options we have, even in the lakes area, which seems to be not the metro, we don't have all of the resources. Mm -hmm. We've got plenty of ways to get home and, and ways to be um, more responsible. So, so take that seriously. But you know, with all the events that go on, uh, we got you know St. Patrick's Day coming up before too long. Yeah. Um, plan ahead and and have a great time. Have a have a fantastic time. And and not promoting over drinking. That's in a whole other area of issues, but <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, if if you get a good headache out of it, but you were able to plan ahead for getting everybody home and and everyone was taken care of, that's the Headaches on you, bud. Yeah, right? that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But that's a lot better than yeah, dealing and, with other things. And I think people should maybe take time to uh, you know, when you get a prescription, you get that piece of paper with you or you can even read the bottle. And if it says, do not operate a vehicle after taking this, uh, that's serious, isn't it? I Absolutely. Mean. You know, that's great advice. Even any any type of medication that you're taking, if you f makes you feel a little bit different, that's going to affect your ability to drive a car safely. So, And, and a, you can be arrested for, yeah. for a DWI, even though it might be a prescription medication and you followed all the rules. If you have or taken medication and it makes you feel like that, consult with your doctor and, and, and they might be able to reduce the, the amount 
of, of medication that you're getting, just let them know how you're feeling and and, and uh, keep that open communication with your doctor. And I think that would really be a uh, a good step for you. Well, like Tom said, I think that's, you know, reiterate that about if you feel dr- different, you're going to drive different. So I think that's a, you know, another point to hit home. It's a good good thing to think about. And, and some people need help. Mm-hmm. You, you don't realize, you know, how much uh, you're drinking until someone else maybe points it out to you. You get into one of these incidents. Uh, right. Life life events occur and people make bad choices and then they tuple, tuple it up with even more bad choices. Mm-hmm. But we're all aware of those things. So I don't want to be preaching on that one. But the, the aftermath is the part that so many of these people that have come back to speak and say, God, anything I could have done to undone what I just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you're all aware. Everyone, this yeah. isn't something that's new news to anybody. So mm-hmm. what we're really hoping is that it comes to a very personal, visceral, uh, emotional response that, you know, that just everything goes worse when you start adding all of those other factors in. So right. um, not to be doom and gloom, because I think we're doing a lot better there than we've, than we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And with all these extra drug recognition experts that are out there, what, what maybe would have been a pass uh, in the past is now uh, we're going to look into this a little further and they're going to find out what you, what you were doing mm-hmm. and, and how impaired you are by that. Right. And just a reminder, um, DWIs occur not just in a motor vehicle, That's right. a car or a pickup truck. You're talking ATVs, snowmobiles, um, you know, you can be arrested on them and then lose your driving privileges as well and your, and your ability to drive those, mm-hmm. uh, those vehicles as well. So it's not worth it. Right. It really isn't. Right. Um, how are we doing on seatbelts? Do we have another enforcement coming up or what's going on there? Well, we do normally uh, in the spring here, but that's one thing, uh, you know, us with the state patrol and law enforcement in general, we're always looking for seatbelt violations along with the, the new hands-free law. So that's just kind of something that's kind of ingrained in pretty much all the troopers here, not in Minnesota, but nationwide. And, and you know, in Minnesota, you got to wear your seatbelt. Um, you know, the, the compliance rate's still in the mid, uh, you know, mid-90s, which is great, but we're still seeing that percent of people that choose not to wear their seatbelts and that's when we get called to the serious injury fatality crashes and it's, and it's unfortunate when I roll roll up on these or if I call to investigate it, it it's so sad because just wearing a seatbelt would have been, would have made all of the difference to some of these people that were seriously injured or, or they're not here today they just made a poor choice not to wear your seatbelt and like Tom just said you can't turn back the clock on that um, Can't grab the belt in the midst of the crash. Absolutely. It, it just doesn't happen fast enough. Ain't got time for that. Yep. No. And then, you know, as, as a driver, that's your, kind of your responsibility uh, to make sure everybody in your vehicle is in compliance. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in charge. And I always tell that to the teenage drivers yeah. that first get their driver's license. You might be 16 years old or 15 with your permit. You're in charge. Let, yeah. you got to make adult decisions as, because mm-hmm. what you do and, and the decisions you make on the road not only affect you, your passengers, it affects us. It affects everybody else that's sharing the road with you as well. I know there's a lot of race fans that maybe saw this uh, Daytona 500. Wow, I saw that, yes. The point I'm going to make is that they, in the race world, of course, uh, take that uh, cockpit safety uh, to the nth degree, not only of reinforcing it, but then all the straps and belts that those guys wear. Well, in your car, it's the same technology, isn't it? They've, They've really improved that cockpit area to keep people safe with... The seatbelt and the airbags, and anytime you take one of those things out of the mix, now you're back you're to sitting duck. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't do its job. The airbags, right. uh, your seatbelt actually is going to shorten its its uh, contact to you by several inches in the in the event of a crash. It actually has a mechanism that shortens the belt, so it positions you in the right spot for those airbags when they go off. 
you're protected instead of pounded uh, mm-hmm. by that inflating uh, device. And really, right. it does a fantastic job of keeping you safe, even if you screwed up. Yeah. yeah. You still get the benefit of, of having that seatbelt doing something anyway. for you. Yeah. 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 Um, so so the seatbelt, I've yet to, I've yet to this moment have anybody anybody give me a good reason how it would harm them. And and all I heard this one, well, go get the story. Tell me the crash. I'll pull yeah. the crash record. Sure. Um, it, it has not happened. We have looked time and time again. Uh, if if they're throwing, they're not throwing clear. They're throwing underneath the car. They've thrown, oh, what the car goes in the water. I have all sorts of pictures of people where they were in the water with their vehicle in their seatbelts, mm-hmm. and they were able to get, get up because they were they were aware. They were able to Coherent, you know, figure yeah. out what they needed to do. Even impaired drivers, which I do not condone, right. do better if they have their seatbelt on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can control what we do. It's everybody else that's sharing right. the road. Wear your seatbelt because it could be that, that time where somebody doesn't, Goes through a stop sign. They're on their phone, for instance. They're not paying attention. Be a defensive driver. See the big picture. Mm -hmm. See maybe you can see that crash before it occurs. Um, That's why we really preach putting away all distractions, not just your cell phone. Everything else that's going to distract you in a car. And if you have that seatbelt on, along with today's technology with these newer cars, just like the NASCAR incident, two hundred some miles an hour with with hit the wall, and then he got hit by another vehicle. With all the safety features, I think it saved that driver's life today yes. versus 10 years ago, if not, you know, longer. Mm-hmm. Um, that driver no might not be here today. So yeah. same thing with technology in today's cars. They're, the engineers are working on what can make people safe in the cars, and we're seeing the technology already in, in, the, in, our t- in our cars today. Yeah. Tom, last year we had a big enforcement on 371. Uh, can you update us? Update us on that, and uh, my next question would be, is there another enforcement coming somewhere in the Lakes area this this summer? What I would like to report to you is there's no longer a need, that that we've learned our lesson, that everyone is doing what they're supposed to do at all times. (laughs) And you know what? I think we're getting closer to that. There's a lot of good news uh, that we can can report on. In fact, specifically Crow Wing County in the last year, we had um, a decrease in fatalities over the year previous. We had in 2018, we had 13 people uh, perish and 13 crashes, and in 2019, unfortunately, we still lost seven uh, people in our county, um, but it was in six crashes. We had a decrease. That that's that's still good news, but there's room for improvement. Yes. So mm-hmm. on 371, uh, this is extra time. So this the state uh, uses federal dollars to supplement extra enforcement and education efforts through toward zero deaths. But this was a local effort put on um, above and beyond that on, on regular duty time that they said, this is important, we're going to spend extra time here. So nearly 1,500 1, extra hours uh, resulted in nearly 4,000 stops. Yeah. And, and those stops were looking for anything, anything that someone was doing that was not legal in that time. Um, it resulted in um, 1,189 speed citations and, and nearly 1,600 uh, um, warnings. 165 seatbelt citations, 102 warnings, and 157 uh, distracted driving offenses, and 37 DWIs. Hmm. In this corridor of 371 from Fort Ripley to um, um, just about to Walker. So it's not the whole 371 highway. It was just in that section. And what did you say? Do you recall the dates? I didn't catch if you said the dates. We basically started January-ish last Mm -hmm. year to the end of the year of this year. Okay. uh, Of 2019, that is. All of 2019 is what that time frame was. Uh, What we saw 
was a, it was a decrease in fatalities, a, a, a serious injury decrease, and an increase in property damage crashes. Well, why would that be? Well, we had fewer people getting seriously hurt. There was fewer people that were misbehaving. They had less speed. They had better safety use mm -hmm. and less distraction. Um, so we have a conversion from those crashes that would have been serious injury, uh, we proposed. They were probably property damage only crashes. Yeah. So it was, an, it, was a, it was an improvement to what happened in that situation. What are happy to report is people change their behavior when law enforcement and education was present. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do this next year? Well, we're going we're gonna to throw them off a little bit, and instead of them being able to see it on one highway, they're going to see it all over. Uh, Week-long enforcement education efforts on maybe it's your county road, maybe it's your township road, maybe it's your city road. We want everyone to see that, that your local law enforcement, EMS, engineering, and education partners really do care about you and want you to just get to your destinations so that we don't have stories where we're talking about a couple of uh, uh, local heroes or, or local friends or just two people we knew down the road mm -hmm. are in need of a Caring Bridge site and a benefit and yeah. something from something completely preventable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in other words, uh, these uh, concentrated enforcements will take place here, there, and everywhere, and we won't know until we see all those... Uh, well, we'll have a little bit of warning. Okay. We'll, you'll, you'll, you'll have some idea. When we get a chance to visit here, we, we may share some of those um, so people Good. can take a notice to it. But every day there's enforcement efforts going on. That's true. I was just going to say, hey, just true. drive by the law drive. You right don't need to worry don't. about avoiding it. Just behave all the time and you yeah, won't have right. an issue. Yeah. Uh, but, but additionally, what we really want to do is, is not to have an, a gotcha, but that you realize that all over our county, all over our area, there's, a, there's an interest in keeping people safe. The carnage that comes from a crash, again, you can't turn the time backwards. Right. And, and talking to parents and, and relatives of those that have been lost, um, they'd do anything, anything they could do to prevent that. And I'll tell you, probably the toll that it weighs on as well is those of us that have been responders. Um, this year at our workshop, we're going to have, uh, um, I'm going to have an opportunity to talk about uh, don't, don't pick up what you don't need to pick up because we go to a lot of calls where we have to deal with things that we wish we didn't see. Yeah. And we wished we didn't have to talk to the friends and family that we, we would chat at the basketball game. But then later that day, mm -hmm. we're visiting with them about bad news for them. Yeah. Um, so this is really, it's, it's for everyone's best interest. You're not going to know exactly where it's happening. But we'll have signing when you're entering into it so that you watch out, move over for those stopped vehicles and behave. Just assume it's happening everywhere all the time. And you're <laughs> there you go. go. I like that. I like that. And, you know, just to, to add on what Tom just said, these crashes I've gone to, preventable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, and somebody, that's what's got to be the most heartbreaking. Somebody made a mistake somehow, mm -hmm. and, and you know, and it costs. It changes families, you know, and it, and it affects all the first responders that that are going to this in in responding to it. So, preventable, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, ninety four percent of the time, it's it's the behaviors of the people behind the wheel. We know that almost all crashes are are the person's behind the wheel's fault. Mm -hmm. Two percent acts of God, meaning weather or a deer, deer or something yeah. like this. Two percent road condition where it's it's just something that's that's wrong with the road. And that's engineering. That's something they're trying to prevent. Mm -hmm. And two percent's mechanical. It's your tires, it's your tie rod blows out. It's your you check yeah. your ball joints. You know, yeah. those things where you want a mechanic looking at your vehicle regularly so that, that doesn't happen. The rest of it's on them. So when when a crash happens and they look, well we gotta change that intersection. By gosh, we wish we we wish we would have an answer for it. But if someone's not driving like they need to, that doesn't change by by how many lights or how many bumps or yeah. how many officers are out there. Yeah. 
Yep. Well said. Mm-hmm. Well said. Gentlemen, we got to wrap things up, but I thank you for being here, and we encourage everyone to take that personal responsibility and uh, drive carefully. Gentlemen, thanks Thanks again for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you very, Appreciate very much. It, guys. All right. Sergeant Neil Dickinson is the public information trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol. Tom Nixon, the regional coordinator for Toward Zero Deaths. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also listen to us through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.